0: What Brings You In Today is produced by medical students at the University of Wisconsin. As medical students, we are not fully trained physicians or licensed to practice medicine. The information presented here is for entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or education. To preserve privacy and maintain patient confidentiality, identifying details about patients were changed for this podcast. All opinions expressed belong to the speaker, not their institution or employer.
1: Hola, I'm Mayra Danquit-Ponce.
0: And I'm Lee Berman, and this is What Brings You In Today, sharing stories and experiences from within the medical field.
1: So tell me, what brings you in today?
0: For medical students at UWSMPH and, and around the country, clinical rotations came to a halt last March due to the COVID-19 pandemic. As weeks off the wards turned into months, our distance from our peers and our future profession left many of us feeling, in a word, idle. We picked up cooking, learned to knit, and exercised more, but we also used the time to develop ways we can and should use our platforms as medical students to aid this crisis. Today, we are speaking with Angela Olvera, an MD-PhD student in her first year of graduate school on medical students' social responsibility during COVID-19 and beyond.
1: Angela, I'm so happy to have you with us. I am very excited for people to get to know you and get to learn about the work that you have been doing. You've always been very involved with your community and in medical school, you've done that in several ways, including your hard work with our free clinics. I think, as we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic has brought a lot of challenges to this work, but it hasn't prevented you from finding ways to engage with your community. So I want to start this conversation by just asking you to tell us a little bit more about the work that you have been doing this past few months.
2: Thank you guys for having me. Um, I am really excited to be here as well. So COVID-19 um, has really shaken this whole world. Um, but I but it's true when people talk about how it isn't the great equalizer. Although Madonna wanted it to be so, so badly, it's not. Um, COVID-19, instead of equalizing the playing field for our patients, actually just made the disparities greater and made it more obvious the faults within our systems that are hurting our patients' health. Um, And I think that is, in itself, an important conversation to have, because COVID-19 is just a more rapid form of any other disease in America. Um, And what I mean by that is that if you take all of the disparities um, that patients are facing because of COVID-19, you would see those social determinants of health. You would see that we don't have access to healthcare. We have poor public transportation. Um, Our educational systems are not fair. Hiring is biased and racist and all of these systems have always been in place and are just being shown to be worse because of COVID. But if you were to place the word COVID with diabetes, hypertension, cancer, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, it's all the same. Um, the patients that have these diseases at greater numbers are, are the patients that have um most social determinants of health Um, but the difference of COVID is that it just happened so quickly and that it forced everyone to stop um, to finally take a look at it.
0: Right so what have you actually been working on in COVID-19? Yeah
2: so I think uh, COVID-19 has really brought up two projects Um, one is access to information in in our patient's native language and the other one is more focused to medical professionals
0: what um what kind of drove you to work on translating documents
2: yeah so that started off um around april when everyone else in the world was also looking at the like coronavirus maps and looking at a sort of how coronavirus is spreading around the world but also within our nation Um, i was looking at it and of course I wanted to look at wisconsin where we're at right now but i also wanted to look at my hometown which is on the border of iowa and illinois okay. and what i noticed was just two counties south from um one of the counties that i'm from was a hot spot and i was just like shocked why is there a hot spot in the middle of iowa Great. um and so i just texted my family real quick and i said hey guys have you heard about columbus junction like what's going on have you heard anything um, to which I got responses like, no, we haven't like heard anything in the news, but there's like rumors about the meatpacking plant. Hmm. Yeah, and I was like, meatpacking plant. I mean, there's a big Tyson meatpacking plant in Columbus Junction that I'm really well aware of. Um, it's predominantly um, worked, like the employees are predominantly Hispanic or Latinx, um, and so of course my family being really involved in that, in that community was hearing rumors about the meatpacking plant and, and cases and about, I think it was like two days later, there was a big article that came out in the news that said over a hundred and some cases were wow. reported from this specific meatpacking packing plant, um, ending in the uh, loss of two employees uh, due to coronavirus. Yeah. And I, it was, yeah, it was a lot. And so because of this, there, of course finally people were asking like what happened and um, meatpacking plants are sort of a horrible place to work when you're in, um, in the midst of a pandemic because they're close quarters it's really cold it's long hours and really small places and what ultimately came out was that the employees felt like they had no information as to how to protect themselves as some of the meatpacking plants posted flyers about washing your hands and things like that, but they were all in English um, and most of those workers are Spanish-speaking. Right. Yeah, and so that's where that work started, to create sort of a base of flyers and videos for these workers in their native language so that way they're really receiving the information that the company thinks that they're receiving.
0: And then can you tell us a little bit more about your Unmasked series? Who exactly did you have come talk to medical students?
2: Yeah, so the Unmasked series um, is an ongoing project where my goal is to really continually bring speakers from in the community that are advocating for changes um, in both the system, but also within the medical system itself. And so speakers that we've had, we had our first um, series was with uh, Erin Barbados, who's a lawyer. um, And she's actually the director of the Immigrant Justice Clinic. And she was able to tell um, us a little bit about what asylum seeking looks like in the United States. Um, More specifically, the fact that coronavirus has really changed the landscape of asylum seeking um, to make it almost non-existent. And in fact, just Tomorrow, August 10th, will be the last day to submit comments because the Trump administration is trying to use the pandemic as a form of shutting down asylum seeking for any individual. Um, and so what really the goal was there was to bring about um, that perspective that these changes, these policy changes that aren't changes in law that don't get much press coverage are making a significant effect on the individual's lives um, that are trying to seek asylum, that are trying to run away from the persecution that they're facing in own home countries, and how we as medical professionals do have a role in that. Not only are we uh, leaders in our communities and are able to advocate for um, policies that are fair, but also these individuals are living in environments that we have put them in as a government. Um, that are unsafe um, and unjust and that don't have access to medical care. It's unhealthy. Yeah, it's absolutely unhealthy. And um, coronavirus has been rampaging through sort of these immigrant camps on the border that didn't exist two years ago. And so that sort of the idea is to, to bring light what some of these communities are facing and ultimately talk about how social determinants of health are directly impacting the health of our patients, and that's why we need to care. Of course. Yeah, that's great that you've been able to identify kind of
1: not only the needs in the community, but also the things that we as a medical community can do for that. Um, And one of the things I admire about your work is that you put so much passion into it, that you make it happen. So I guess I want to know more about what motivates you to do that.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. And something that I continually ask myself too, um, because it's almost an inner drive that sometimes I can't explain. Um, but I think the biggest thing that keeps, continues to drive me to do this work is that I truly believe in the core of my being that everyone deserves the right to be healthy. Um, and that that right isn't disseminated equally among people in the United States. And so some individuals in our communities don't have the access to healthcare that others do, and that really impacts their health, um, both in short term, but also in long term. Um, and I think that notion um, of that reality is what keeps driving me. Yeah, definitely. you yes.
0: kind of already touched on this. Um, you know, why should medical students care about these issues that, you know, seem related to medicine, but don't directly pertain to our field. Um, and I'm wondering how you think medical education and the medical field in general, how does that need to change so that these issues don't feel like something that medical students need to learn on the side? How do we make it so that these things are a priority? Because like you said, they do directly impact the health of our patients
2: yeah so that's a great question and um i know that there are a lot of people that are working on this question um trying to get more social justice put into our curriculum but i think one thing that could help move this along um is realizing that it is a direct um line to cause health problems, not having affordable housing does directly affect the health of your patients. And learning to, to sort of take responsibility for that, because we learn to give a certain drug for X disease because of its outcomes, but we don't learn to ask our patients if they have the ability to come back for a follow-up and when those patients don't come back for a follow-up we put that blame on them and not on ourselves for not checking in and if we're able to reframe that thinking and to make social responsibility a core part of our uh, practice of our community um, it'll really begin to just naturally come into our medical education um, and i and i do put that on every individual not just medical students but also the administration that's creating these um courses for us and also the people who are um in positions to hire residents or faculty members or xyz yeah
0: Yeah, so kind of make sure that you're putting these um you know community projects and um work related to social issues that affect patients putting that on the same pedestal as um, you no know, academic work.
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. making it so that having a project like the Unmasked series holds weight as much as working on a project in a lab. And because both are very time consuming and very important work to our field. They both contribute immensely to the work of providing care to patients. Absolutely, Yeah, completely. An
1: individual doesn't exist independent from their social context. So we, as humans, but also as medical students that are going to be professionals in the near future, should have this in mind and care about it as much as we care about other factors that influence our health. Because definitely they have a big effect on us. So yeah. I guess my follow-up question for that is, you know, for the medical student or for anyone really that have that interest or desire to get involved in something and they don't really know where to start, what would
2: be your advice for them? Yeah. So my advice for anyone trying to get involved is to seek opportunities to learn. And that can come in a variety of different forms. That's sort of the goal of the Unmasked series is one way to learn and and seek education on different topics mm-hmm. um, but the way that I have personally found very successful is just being involved in the community that you care about mm-hmm. and so if we're going back to one of the first things I did which was providing information about coronavirus in Spanish the only reason I was able to get involved in that project was because the community asked for it mm-hmm. and I was involved enough to hear that call mm-hmm. um, and without that I wouldn't have been involved but the importance of it is just knowing that communities know what they need. They know what is missing. Yeah. Um, and your job isn't to tell people like what they're missing or how to improve, but rather to listen to some of their needs and to creatively and collaboratively work with them to come up with projects that help meet those needs. Um, and so, that would be my advice is to is to work to, with the community and to find those community groups that you want to make a difference in yeah
1: that's great, and I agree with you, as you put it. I think it's very important that wherever we start, we're always open to listen and to learn so that we could like figure out how best to help our
0: communities so, yeah almost like an obvious point, but. It, in some ways it's not, and it's really important to reiterate that you're not gonna hear the calls for what people need if you're not a part of the community. Like you really need to be involved from the beginning before you're gonna know what the community needs. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah and I agree because we get excited and we have so many ideas, but we also have to be open to listening what actually they actually need um, and where we actually could be helpful. So thank you for bringing that up. So yeah, Angela, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, I hope we get people excited, um, start being more involved in their communities, but also be inspired by your work. So thank you so much for being here. Yes,
2: thank you for having me guys. Our responsibility to
1: meaningfully address social issues that affect our patients didn't start and doesn't stop with the coronavirus pandemic. Engaging with the world around us is a critical rather than a supplemental part of being a medical student and future healthcare professional.
0: Thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at WBYIT underscore UWSMPH. We'll see you for our follow-up in two weeks. Have a nice day. Funding for What Brings You In Today is provided by the Kern Foundation.